Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Jesus, I command stiffness and joints to go right now in Jesus name you have no right here in the name of Jesus I command every tissue every organ every cell every gland every vital sign every muscle every tendon every bone every joint to function right now God the way you created them to function in Jesus name everything that's not like you you don't have permission here today go in the name of Jesus God, we thank you and we praise you right now for liberty in this service. In Jesus' name, total liberty on today. In Jesus' name, amen, 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 and amen. If you would, open your Bibles to John chapter 8, beginning at verse 31, ending at verse 32. And we want to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church, amen. John 8. 31, verse 31 and 32, I'm reading out the New King James Version. When we all get there, let us say, Amen. Amen. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You may be seated. I want to talk about knowing the truth, but I'm, I'm going to bring in here something else that God told me to teach on in between this. And in between this, I want to talk about God said, I don't want to be between. So I'm going to put it all together as the spirit of the living God leads me. But we're going to start out with Jesus speaking unto the Jews, the ones that believe him. And Jesus is speaking unto you today the ones that are born again and the ones that have accepted him as their Lord and as their Savior. If you have accepted him as your Lord and as your Savior, you are born again. The spirit of the living God lives on the inside of you. And inside your spirit, you have everything that you need. Nothing missing, nothing broken. So what we're dealing with is our soul, our mind our will, and our emotions. And we want to make sure that our mind, will, and emotions line up with the spirit, with everything the spirit has. And if it lines up, guess what? Your body is going to follow. So the word of God is Jesus speaking unto the Jews, the ones who believe in him. The first thing he told them, he said, if you abide, when we look at the word abide, it means to continue. It means to hold on to. So when you abide in, in, in him and in his word, you are continuing in that word. You are holding on to that word. You are living according to the word. Let me say it again. 
He said, if you abide, if you continue, if you hold on, if you live according to my word, you are my followers, you are my learners, you are my disciples indeed. I'm going to say it again. He said, if you abide, if you continue, if you hold on to, if you live according to my word, if you hold on to, if you continue, if you live according to my word, then you are my disciples. It's just that simple. You can spot a disciple by knowing that that disciple is continuing in the word, living according to the word and holding on to the word. That means no matter what goes on to your life, in your life, you're going to continue, you're going to hold on to, and you're going to live according to the word. Let me say it again. No matter how your finances go, you're going to continue in the word, you're going to live according to the word, you're going to hold on to the word. No matter how your body feels, you're going to continue in the word, you're going to live according to the word, you're going to hold on to the word, and that's when you know you are truly a follower and a disciple and a learner of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again. If you continue in the word, if you abide in the word, if you hold on to the word, if you live according to the word, no matter what pops up in your life, you're going to hold on to what you believe. Let me say it again. Because the spirit need to move in this place. The spirit need to move and touch some hearts in this place. He said, if you live Now I'm talking about the ones that believe, the ones that have put trust in him. You're going to know the ones that believe. You're going to know the ones that have put trust in him. You're not going to know those because they're going to abide. They're going to continue. They're going to hold on to. They're going to live according to the word of God. So you're going to know, you're going to say, truly, you are his follower. Truly, you are his disciple. Those are the ones that are true disciples, the ones that hold on when family kick them aside, the ones that hold on when friends don't want to have nothing to do with them, the ones that hold on when they talked about, the ones that hold on when they're ridiculed, the ones that hold on when they're persecuted, the ones that hold on when havoc is coming at them all over the place. Those are his disciples. Those are the true followers of Jesus Christ. I'm going to say it again. He said, if you continue. See, the light's going to pop on in a minute. If you continue in my word, if you abide in my word, if you hold on to my word, if you live according to my word, then truly you are my disciples indeed. Mean that you are my followers You are my learners. People are going to know that you belong to me. Because no matter how people offend you, you're going to hold on to the word. You're going to continue in the word. You're going to live according to what the word says, not according to how offended you are. No matter how much people talk about you, no matter how jealous people are concerning you, no matter, you're going to hold on, you're going to continue, and you're going to live. According to the word of God, if we would take time out when it comes to the word, instead of just skimming through the word and reading the word and acting like we know what the word is saying when we really don't see some of us get so happy when we read a chapter a day. 
or a verse a day. We get so happy because we felt like we done something. I've been in my word today, but let me let you know how you're going to truly know that you've been in that word. When your finances is cutting the food, when your body don't want to act right, when your husband or wife or your children don't want to act right, even when your dogs don't want to act right, your cats don't want to act right, your boss don't want to act right, everything around you ain't acting right, you're going to know what you're holding on to. You're going to know what you've been continuing in and you're going to know what you're living according to when everything began to shift. That's how you know truly you're a disciple. Not by just going into this word and reading the word and say, I done something. Whoopee, you read the word today. When you live according to what you have read, that's when you know who you are. That's when you know things have changed in your life because you live in according to what the word is saying and not based on how you're feeling. Oh, y'all, this is good stuff. So when you stay in the word of God, guess what? That's when change begins to come. You cannot expect change going in there two and three minutes at a time. See, you got to have a willingness. You got to say, you know what, God, I'm going to take this word before I take anything else. Because you told me, you said, pay attention to my words. You told me to incline mine ear unto your sayings. You told me not to let them depart out of my eyes. You told me to keep them in the midst of my heart. And then you told me the results that I would get from doing this. You told me they would be life unto me because I have found them, y'all. You told me they would be medicine unto all my flesh. They would be health unto all my my flesh. So I'm going to continue in the word. I'm going to hold on to the word. I'm going to live according to the word because you told me what the word will do for me. The word will quicken me. The word will bring life to me so I can rise up out of my stupor because I'm continuing in the word. I'm living according to the word. I'm abiding in the word. I'm holding on to the word. I'm doing what the word says. So if I'm doing what the word says, the word can not fail me because there's no failure in God so I want to ask you something what are you holding on to what have you got a grip on to holding on to and you're gripping it so hard that you feel like if you let it go it ain't gonna work what are you holding on to is it really the word are you continuing in the word are you steadfast are you unmovable Are you always abounding in the work of the Lord? Are you letting situations take you from the... Oh, I hear it. Come on, the majority of us in this room have allowed situations to take us from what we say we believe. Come on, if you believe it, you're not going to sway from it. Come on, come on, you may be moved a little bit, but you're going to be unmovable. When it comes to the word of God, you may shift a little bit, but you're going to get back in place because you know what the word does. Come on, where are we? When it comes to the word, where are we? We say we know the word, but when something pop up in our lives, we're running from what we say we know. We're not being steadfast. We're not. Come on, I've been there and done that. I can say hallelujah all day long. I can say everything is good until the money shifts. 
then I'm going to know how good it really is. I can say it's good until my body start aching or, you know, in pain. And then I'm like, God, where are you? He ain't left. Look at your neighbor saying, it ain't God, it's the church. Say, it ain't God, it's the church. Say, it ain't God, it's the church. And say, by the way, if you're born again, you're the church. So don't look at me funny. Y'all, is something wrong with the church. Because the world should be coming to the church. But the church is going to the world. It's backwards. You're seeing the church going after the world. Instead of the world wanting what the church has. Come on, I know I'm preaching right. Things have changed. We're seeing the church letting the world in to have a lot of people in and a lot of money. Things have changed. It's time for the real people of God to stand up. We're running away instead of running to. The church is running away. I'm going to say it again. We're running away. We don't want to deal with it. But God said, if you abide in me. And my words abide in you. You can ask what you will. And it shall be. When you ask anything according to his name. It's going to be done. So what are we running from? We have what we need y'all. But we're not using what we have. We act like we don't have anything. We're running everywhere to get something that we already have. We're trying to figure it out when it's already been worked out. Look at your neighbor and say, it's already worked out. Say, quit trying to figure it out. Say, God has already done what he needs to do. Now look at them and say, what's wrong with you? Say, if you're born again, what's wrong with you? I had a teacher, and I know Renee and Teresa know this lady mighty well. Yes, ma'am, Teresa. She'll look at you when you're cutting up and say, what's wrong with you? And I'm looking at her like, what's wrong with you? You look like you the one with the problem, but she always say, what's wrong with you? Well, if something wrong with me, tell me. I want to know. So guess what? I'm giving you your medicine this morning to let you know what's wrong with you. That's what we're supposed to do. When you come into the house of the Lord, you being taught these things so you will know what's lying dormant so you can deal with it through the word. And when you deal with it through the word, you can continue in the word. You can hold on to the word. You can abide and remain in the word. But some people don't want to know nothing. They want to keep it hidden. But I'm here to tell you, as long as you come up in here, it's going to be rooted up. It's going to be tore down. Because that's what we do. I'm going to root up everything. That's not of God. So you can live that life that God has already made available for you. I don't know about you. I want it all. I don't want to just live off a half. I want it all. I'm greedy. What about you, Brother Willie? I want it all. And if you want it all, you got to do some work too. And the work that you have to do is made easier than the work he's already done. The only thing you got to do is pick up. What is written and get what is written in you and live according to what you have read and what you believe. Why is that so hard? 
Why is it so hard, y'all, to get in this word? The reason why is because the enemy put things in your way. And the main thing he put in your way is people. Because every day the devil is using somebody. He got to use somebody to stop you from doing what God is telling you to do according to the word. Because even he know the word works. He know the word works. So that's why Jesus was telling his, the Jews that believed in him. He said, okay, you believe in me, right? I can ask y'all. Y'all believe in him, right? Come on, we get some hands. Uh, what? What? Don't raise them now. You know where you are. God know your heart. Just say, you know what? I ain't got there yet. But let me tell you how the devil is fooling you. Who's born again in this room? That was the hardest thing to believe. If you're born again and you have accepted Jesus, that was more harder than what you already going through. Why? Because the enemy know when you accept him, you have everything. Everything you need comes through him and he make it hard for you to accept him. He make it hard for you to be born again. Why does he make it hard? Because he wants you to think you got to do something to get something. So people are always trying to clean up something before they accept what Jesus already done. You know, people say, well, you know, I'm not going to get saved until I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I quit lusting. I quit doing this and I quit doing that. I want to quit doing these things. So when I go into the kingdom of God, I can accept him with my whole heart. The devil is a lie. He said, come just as you are with your nicotine, with your hair on, with your marijuana, with your everything. Well, whatever you sniffing in your nostrils, some of you need to blow it out right now. Some of you have hot on something. The devil heard that. Y'all see how my mic took and twisted on me? Let me say that again. See, see what I'm saying? I might have to pick up another mic up there because uh, whatever you've been snorting. See, the devil don't want to want these things to be said. But these things have to be said. God said, come just as you are. Come high as you want to come. God will bring you back where you need to be. It don't matter how high you are. It don't matter what you did or how you did it or when you did it. God said, just come. That's why you got to hear the good news and the gospel. You got to hear what Jesus done on your behalf so you can say, okay, I can come just as I am without what? One plea. Because Jesus done it all for me. You can get out of your bed if you slept with 10 men, women. You can get out of that bed and you can just come and say, Jesus, here I am. And he will accept you, the prostitution. He said, you know what? We're going to rid all that today. Jesus took all that. Can you imagine Jesus took it all for the women and took it all for the men? He took everything. That's just how much he loves you. He's a loving God. So he told these Jews... He said, if you believe in me, if you trust me, he said, you got to hold on. You got to continue. You got to live according to my word. He said, that's how people are going to know you're my follower. 
And you're my learner. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I'm going back to Peter. Peter followed Jesus. He was a learner of Jesus. Everywhere Jesus went, Peter went. But when Jesus got arrested, Peter sneakily followed him where they were taking him. But when they asked him, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Jesus already told him, you're going to deny me three times. And he said, I don't know the man. Then it got so bad, the Bible said he cussed. But it wasn't a, a curse word. That was totally different. So when you curse back then, you're swearing on something. you you know, making sure that, no, I don't know the man. But he did know the man. But when things got hard, Peter did not want to sacrifice himself for Jesus. So guess what? He needed the power of the Holy Ghost. He needed some boldness in order to say, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. Yes, I do what Jesus um, did. So Peter got the power and Peter stood from that point on. So what am I saying to you? You need the word, but you also need the power from on high. Some of us got the power from on high and act like we ain't got nothing. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living. Look at your neighbor and say, if it's living in me, I don't know what happened to it. Look at him again. Say, if it's living in me, I don't know what happened to it. Because it ain't moved nothing yet in me. Why am I saying that? Because when you don't know what you got, it's laying dormant. And this is why he said, if you abide in me. Oh, I'm going somewhere. If you hold on to my teachings. If you live according to my teachings, my word. He said, you're my disciples. So I can go to the next part. Check this, y'all. How many in this room can truly say, that they're a disciple. How many in this room can truly say, I am a follower of Jesus Christ? If you are born again, no matter what you do, you become a disciple. But the problem is you need to learn and you need to be taught who you are. That's all. You need to be taught what a disciple is, what a follower is. And that comes through the word of God. So when we look at another scripture, y'all, I like this. We're dealing with um, trusting him, holding on to him, living according to his word. Now check this out. I love this scripture here. Y'all know this one well. John 15, 4. He said, Amplified, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. He said, dwell in me and I will dwell in you. When we accept Jesus... As our Lord and as our Savior, when we say, I do, y'all got to understand what I do mean. I do mean that I'm making a connection. I'm making a connection with Jesus. I'm making a connection with the Father. I'm making a connection with the Holy Spirit. They are three, but it's one. So I'm making that connection. That means I don't live for myself no more. I live according to him. He's in me and I'm in him. I am married to him. So being that I'm married to him, whatever he asks me to do, that's what I'm going to do. He's my master. He's my Lord. That means I'm no longer my own, y'all. 
That means I have made my body a living sacrifice, not to do what I want to do, but do what he would have me to do. When you see me, you should see him. You shouldn't see me without seeing him because I'm about giving him glory, not for me to be glorified, but for him to be glorified through me. So by him dwelling in me and I'm in him, we are joined. We have made a connection. We are one in the Lord. So everything that he has, I have. Y'all better check it out. He's living in me and I'm living in him. And then it says, just as no branch, check this out, can bear fruit of itself without abiding, being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me. Now let's talk about a connection, y'all. When you connect to him, he's divine. When, when a branch is connected to that vine, it's getting everything from that vine. If that branch disconnect from that vine, it's going to die. So by us being connected to him, we have everything that we need because it's coming from who? It's coming from him. As long as I stay connected, as long as I stay joined to him, I have to renew my mind to what I have in him and not in me. Because the source that I'm connected to, I need to get to know that source. Come on, somebody. Whomever you connect to, women, when you say you love a man, let's talk about it. Where did that come from? How did you get to say, I love you? It didn't just happen overnight. Did it? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, it did. Because some of you don't know what love is. Love to some people is he look good, he smell good, he's built good, look at good. Let me say it again. He look good, he smell good, he's built good, he got money, he just good. No, he ain't. Just because he look good, smell good, drive something good, it can be a phony, it can be a fake, and you need to run for your life. And all of a sudden, you in love. No, you in lust. I remember my aunt told me, at a very young age, I was starting out dating and I thought I had a real man. And the reason why I thought I had a real man, because if you've been rejected, when you feel like you unloved, when you feel like something is missing in your life, the enemy sends something else in your life to make you feel that they love you even more than your daddy love you. Or more than your family love you. Because they're there for you. So all of a sudden you in love. And don't even know what real love is because that man is giving you money. That man is taking up time with you. That man is there for you. That man is building you up instead of tearing you down. So you thinking that you're in a place that you need to be in with that man. And I remember my aunt told me, you ain't in love, you ain't in lust. No, I'm in love. How can a teenager be in love because the devil had my mind? And he was using that man in my mind and with my emotions. So I thought I was so much in love, I allowed this man to beat me up. And the more he beat me, the crazier I got in love. 
thinking that, oh, he loved me so much. He got to beat me because he's so jealous over me. Come on. Ain't no man have a right to beat no woman and then turn around and tell you, I love you. Ain't no man got a right to lay their hands on a woman. So whatever you connect it to, that's what you're going to get beat up with. (laughs) And as Willie say, true that. (laughs) And sometimes it ain't fist beating. It can be mouth beating. It can be abusive words. A man can put you down so much that you feel like you're worthless. You feel like nobody don't want you. You feel like you got to do this, that, and the other to feel wanted and to feel needed. Because you're looking for love in the wrong places. I don't care how good they look, how they smell. It don't make no never mind. Because guess what? If he ain't Jesus, you need to cut it loose and let it die. But when you connect it to him... And when you know who he is, you see, whoever you join to, you got to get to know whom you're joined to. Come on, when you make that confession, the Bible says you only confess what you believe in your heart. Dude, did you really believe that Jesus was God? Did you really believe that he was buried? Did you believe that he was crucified? He was buried. Did you really believe that he rose on the third day? You could not even believe that on your own. God had allowed His faith to help you believe these things when your heart was open to receive them. But once you receive them and you say, I do, it's time for you to become a learner. Some of us don't want to learn. We just want to miss hell. It's more than missing hell. It's time to get in the good book. It's time to hear who you are now that you're in Christ. It's time to hear your benefits and what you have. Come on, you can quote one scripture and you can quote it so well. And people think you know the word, but you're living like a heathen. You don't know the word living like a heathen. You got so many people that's so stuck. I'm fixing it, honey. I had to stop my sermon because this is irritating him with this mic, y'all. He's... He's, he's very irritated. I can't get the clip right now. I'm going to keep on teaching. As they say, any old who, let me go back to where I was. So when you connect it to him and you truly make a connection to him, let me tell y'all something. When you truly make a connection to him, everything else falls off. Listen to what I'm saying. That man that looked good, that smelled good, that was built good, that whispered sweet nothings in your ear, that paid all your bills, that took wine you and dined you and cheated on you. He don't look, the devil is a lie. He don't look good. He coming to help me. He don't look good no more, y'all. And Athea is saying, how did it come loose? He don't look good no more, y'all. Why? Because you found a man that winds you, that dines you, that paid all your bills before they, y'all don't hear me, that paid, that paid all your bills before they were even due. You found that man, so you realize I don't need a man but Jesus. So when you get to the point 
Renee, saying that I'm a lover of Jesus more than I'm a lover of any man. Come on, you look around and every need that need to be met was met before it was needed. Y'all got to hear what I'm saying. When you truly make up your mind that he is El El Yon, come on somebody. He is the most high God. He's higher than any man that can come my way. He is El Shaddai. He's the all-sufficient one. He's the all-powerful one. He's the breasty one. He has everything I need. He's El Roy. He's a God that sees me. Come on, when you... Give me that mic. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus. But when you know who he is and you know what he's already done, you ain't trying to get nothing done through no woman and through no man. Now, let me get to the men that allow women to take care of them because they're lazy. And making a woman think this is what you need to do. Come on, women, he got your mind. He's laying up in your apartment. He's laying up in your house. He's eating off of your food stamps. He's eating off of the check that he's supposed to pay for the child. Come on, somebody. When you know Jesus, you don't put up with mess. You don't set. I am still on the verse. If you abide in my word. Hold on to, live according to, continue. You wouldn't be abiding with no man. Uh-oh. Somebody don't want to hear this. Somebody's getting that sister needs to say frustrated. Oh, I'm staying here. Because guess what? It's deliverance in this room. Some of y'all are holding on to some things that you don't need to be holding on to because you ain't abiding. You're not remaining. You're not attached to him. Even though you say you're born again, if you're born again and you're attached to him, you ain't letting no in-between. See, I'm getting the in-between. You ain't letting no in-between come between you and him. You ain't letting nothing get in the way of you and God. Elohim, the creator. You ain't letting nothing get in between you and Jehovah Jireh, your provider. You ain't letting nothing get in between you and Jehovah Rapha, your healer. You ain't letting nothing get in between you and Jehovah Shema, your peace. You ain't letting nothing get in between you and him because he is I am that I am. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. It ain't no in-betweens. Come on, what's wrong with the church? The problem is we're not abiding. In whom we say we believe. We're not following him. We're following everything else and putting something in between him. Y'all, as I got in the bed last night and I said, okay, I'm going to teach on knowing the truth. And I laid there. Turn on the television. Before I even heard what was coming from the television, the Lord said, I don't want no in-betweens. God, you know I got this word. Now I got everything. Got the scriptures, got everything. He said, "Uh uh-uh. 
I don't want no in-betweens. So I said, God, what are you talking about? What are you talking about an in-between? He said, my church got everything in between me and them. He said, they got lust in between us. They got fornication. They got adultery in between us. They got lies in between us. They got money in between us. They got sickness in between us. They got everything in between us that I've done away with. He said, tell them I don't want to be an in-between. I want to be a before. Come on, somebody. Y'all, I was so hurt. I'm like, God, what have I put in between you? What have I done, God, to put something in between you? He said, I want to be before. I'm the beginning and I'm the end of a thing. I don't want, I don't want to be in between. He said, tell them if you abiding in me, if you're going to continue in me, if you're going to hold on to my word, I can't be an in-between. In-between is blocking me from flowing through you to give you what I already provided for you. I don't want to be an in-between. What have we got in between God? What are we doing, y'all? Come on, I don't want to play church. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't, and I ain't. Ain't no way I can come up here and teach you and go home and live like a hypocrite. Ain't no way, y'all. Come on, we got play actors in the church. I play the part in the church. But when I leave out of the church, this is what I'm going to do. We cannot do that. God is not going to allow that. No more in-betweens. We're living in an evil world. And God love us so much. Make room for him. Make time for him. Some of you putting jobs before him. You can't even check out on your job to help with the church because you made God an in-between. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You can't stop long enough from shopping, getting your hair done, getting your nails done, feeding your face because you made him an in-between. You fitting him where you want to fit him. You making money, your God. If I don't work, I can't keep my cars. I can't keep my house. That's because you got them on your own. If God gave them to you, you wouldn't have to worry about losing what you got or keeping up with the status. You making him in between. He said, I'm the vine. When did you start trying to be me? I'm the vine. You're the branches. You're connected to me. And as long as you hold on to me, everything you need is flowing. Because you're abiding in the vine. You're relying on the vine. You're trusting in the vine. So everything you need, even when things come, as long as you hold on to me, those things can't hold on to you. They're going to come, but they can't stay. Why? Because you're abiding in me and I'm abiding in you. 
Come on, y'all, we missing it. We missing it. God said, I don't want no in-betweens. God said, I already know what's wrong with you. I already know what you're going through. Quit being a hypocrite and act like you got it going on. He said, I already know. I already know how you want people to see you. See, you want them to see you, but you making me an in-between. As long as they see you, you all right. As long as they applaud you, you all right. He said, but I'm not in the midst of it. Because it's all about you. That's pride. He said, pride is in between us. And where pride is, there is a fall. He said, anytime you try to do it your way, he said, pride is in in between us. I don't want to be in between. I want to be before. This is why he said, seek ye. Seek ye. Seek ye. Seek ye. The what? The what? The what? The what? Then he said, wait a minute, it was something in between. His righteousness, his way of doing, and all of these. So y'all trying to get the things, but you ain't seeking him first, but you putting him in between the things. How do I know? Because when these things mess up, now you want to call on God and put him before. If you had to put him before, you wouldn't have all these trip-ups and mess-ups. But now you got trip-ups and mess-ups. Now you don't want people to see your trip-ups and mess-ups. So now you want to put him before and say, help me. He said, I was already your present help. Present help. What is present? What is present? That means whenever you need him, I'm your present help in your time of trouble. So I want to be before and not between. Have y'all noticed? (laughs) Thank you. Lord, you're so funny. You're so funny. Mitch, come here. Stand right here. You stand there. Oh, yeah, Willie, I'm going to bother you. And you stand right there. Yeah, you, you Willie. And, ah, Deacon Willie. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Look at him, see? You stand right there, Willie. Brother Willie. Mitch, you stand right here. Okay, check this out. I have two pieces of light bread. I have one piece of light bread here. I have one piece of light bread here. And you know what light bread, you put anything between. Hey, what, what you want between this light bread, somebody? She want peanut butter and jelly, Sister Mary. She want peanut butter and jelly. Who else wants something in between? Pork chop. What else? Barbecue and slaw. What else? Hot fish. What else? Hot, yeah. Jimmy said hot sauce. What else? Cheese. My husband said bologna. What else? Meatloaf. What else? Look at all this stuff we putting in between. But remember this. You have bread in the beginning. You have bread in the end. 
is your bread. He is your living water. So whatever you put in between these two pieces of bread, it's going to live. But whatever you put here that ain't right, it got to die. Because you got your beginning and you got your ending. So if you put anything here that your high blood pressure don't supposed to have, guess what? The beginning and the end is going to step in and say, don't eat it. Don't put it there. Don't put no high blood pressure in between the beginning and the end because we don't have none. I don't want to be in between. I want to be the first and I want to be the last. I want to be the beginning and I want to be the end. I don't want to be no more in between with y'all. So you better be thinking about them two pieces of light bread. Every time you get ready to make a sandwich, remember I'm the first and I'm the last. Ain't no in between with me. Now let me show you something else. No, Willie, you ain't sitting down right now. No, you're not. (sighs) You better recognize what's up here, man. Recognize and grab hold to it today, today, today. Because he called you up here for a reason. Because when God have you standing, God is doing a work where man couldn't do the work. God is doing a transformation with those knees where man couldn't transform, where man couldn't change. God is doing a repair in those knees. Come on, somebody. We speak total healing. We speak total restoration right now to those knees. We call them whole in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you. Come on, Mitch, lay hands on them knees. God, we thank you when he stands. There will be no pain. When he walks, there will be no pain. God, you will be glorified. God, I thank you for resurrection power coming in and resting upon those knees in Jesus' name. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. God is good if you abide in me and my words abide in you. You can ask what you will. And it shall be done unto you. Come on. That's who God is. He's a miracle working God. I speak that everything that need to be in place is in place right now in Jesus name. God, I thank you that the blood has done too much. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you that it's already done. God, I see him leaping. I see him jumping. I see him shouting for joy. I see him running. God, I thank you. I thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you, God, that he's connected to the vine. And everything that vine has, he has. That vine has healing. Brother Willie, I want you to see yourself connected to the source. 
you're connected to the vine, you're the branch. And that vine is giving you healing from that vine. That vine is giving you peace. That vine is giving you joy. Oh, y'all. Everything we need comes through that vine. Because we made a connection with that vine. And being that you connected with that vine everywhere you go, he goes. Because he is Emmanuel, he is God with you. And when that knee want to holler, you say, wait a minute. You can't do that. I made a connection. Pain, you got to go. In the name of Jesus, you can't stay here because I'm connected. We remind ourselves whom we're connected to. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let me tell y'all something. Y'all know the Bible said, don't be unequally yoked, right? To an unbeliever. Because an unbeliever can't hook to this vine. But when you got two believers, come on, hook up. Hook up. When you got two believers that's hooked to the same vine. Oh my goodness, y'all. It should be a bomb going off. Why? Because when this one is down, this believer is lifting him up and say, baby, that ain't what the word said. The word said by Jesus Christ, you are already healed. The word says you got power. You got authority over these knees. The word says. are y'all hooked up to? What? Who y'all hooked up to? What are you hooked up with? Y'all better unhook. Y'all better unhook because you got an in-between there. God said, I don't want to be in-between. You better unhook. Do y'all remember the train? The little train? What is it that could? And that little train had to pull a load. And that little train hooked up to that big load. The rest of the big trains couldn't carry that load. But that little train got in his mind. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. think I can. I think I can. And when that little train started going back, I believe he said, I know I can. I know I can. I know I can. Why? Because if you hooked up to Jesus, your thinking got to line up. Well, who you hooked up? Look at some people in here and say, your thinking got to line up to who you hooked up to. Now say the question is, who are you hooked up with? Think about it. Thank you, Deacon Willie. Thank you, Brother Mitch. Wait, 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 wait. Stop right there, man. Let me tell you. Y'all didn't notice this. Let's see if you noticed this. Remember when Brother Willie was coming this way and Brother Mitch was over here on this side and Brother Mitch saw how he needed help? That's what a brother does. A brother don't sit there and watch somebody. A brother go over there and help his... That's what the church... Supposed to do. 
Aaron, and who was it? Er, her, er, her, <laughs> help Moses. Joshua was fighting in the battle. But what they did, they held up the leader arms. That means as long as the leader arms were held up, the battle was being won. When Moses' arms dropped, they were being defeated. So what Aaron and Ur did, they stood on both sides. See, when somebody is on both sides... No matter when you go through or where you go through, they lifting you up in prayer because the Holy Spirit is telling them your leader need to be lifted up today. Your leader is going through something today, but you can't hear what I'm going through because you so hooked up with in-betweens. Oh, they all right. They ain't got nothing going on. Look how they live. You got too many in-betweens. Because if you can't pray for somebody except yourself and your family, you got too many in-betweens, which is called selfishness. Let me tell y'all something. I'm going to tell you like my little granddaughters would tell me. Mima, can I tell you something? Girl, tell something on Tell it. Tell it, tell it, tell it. No matter how busy I am or what I'm doing, if God puts somebody on my heart, I stop what I'm doing and I go help. I don't look at the person. I just be a help to that person. I take the time that I supposed to be where I need to be in my word when I hear somebody hollering out that they need somebody to talk to. I get all the garbage, all what people going through that go through my ears, but I don't let the garbage stay there. I begin to talk to Jesus. I begin to speak what he would have me to speak. That's going on in that person's life. Even though I'm going through. Even though I'm going through something that y'all wouldn't even know nothing about. Not unless the Holy Spirit told you. I still take the time to hear. God, what do you want me to do in this situation? How do you want me to handle it? Even though sometimes I have to run the church. When I got people that's not where they need to be. But the church still got to go on. God put this in my hands. He wanted me to be a steward. If all y'all fell out, I still got to do what God has called me to do. So God gives me the strength. He gives me the know-how. He tell me how to go in. He tell me how to come out. And that's how I know I can't have him being an in-between. I got to have him before. I got to have him at the end. He's the first. He's the last. He's the beginning. He's the end. And this is why people don't like me. But because I know what the word says, I'm getting to the next point. Y'all, this is just too good. Because I know what the word says, and I'm getting to the next verse. The next part of that verse says, and you shall know. Stop it, no. 
I'm going somewhere. We say we know. Have you ever talked to somebody? I know, I know, I know, I know. But they ain't living according to what they know. I know, I know, I know. Well, you know, um, the word says, I know that. Well, why it don't look like you know it? Why ain't your life adding up what you're telling me you know? Well, I know that scripture. They quote the scripture before you can give it to them. Well, if you know the scripture, you're supposed to be continuing in it. You're supposed to be holding on to it. You're supposed to be abiding in it. You're supposed to be living according to it. That know me, I got so intimate with the word. I'm so attached to the word. I ain't going on how I feel. That's knowing. Knowing mean I have come, become so acquainted with him. See, remember when I said he who is joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. Being that I am joined and I'm connected with him, that's just like sexual intercourse, y'all. That means we have become one. That means that as he is, so am I in this world as he is so am I in this world because I know because I have become acquainted with him because I have made a connection with him because I know who I am now that I'm in him you're not going to change my mind by cutting the food you're not going to change my mind by talking about me you're not going to change my mind by offending me you're not because I'm too connected See, when you spend time with the person, like me and my husband spend time together, we're connected. But oh boy, when them little nudges come in, them little triggers come in, you want to pull away from what you connected to. For the Holy Spirit. Amen, honey. See, he quiet with his, but he know. Y'all, I can trigger this man quicker than all they can. You know why I can trigger him and make him madder than y'all can? Because we made a connection. We're one. He know me and I know him. And I can hit a trigger in him and he can hit a trigger in me. But thank God for the word that when that trigger come, oh, no. I turn around. Y'all, y'all, let, let, let me repent. Repent means to have a change of mind. That's what repent means. Y'all hear me? When I have a change of mind, that's when I can renounce. If my mind ain't changed, quit renouncing the devil and your mind ain't changed. I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. You get out of my house in the name of Jesus. Oh, you ain't nothing but the devil in the name of Jesus. And you ain't had to change your mind. Your mind got to change first. You can rebuke him, renounce him all you want. When your mind ain't changed according to this word. It ain't working. And he know it ain't working. Because everything you calling it the devil. Oh, I'm going somewhere. Everything we blaming on the devil. The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. You did it because you wanted to. Nobody can make you do nothing that you don't want to do. Nobody can make you go out there and fornicate. You wanted to fornicate. You took one look 
and you did it. Then you're back there just shaking her head. And she didn't do it though. She didn't do it. But this is the truth, isn't it? Come on, y'all. We're telling the truth. Quit blaming stuff on the devil. In the Garden of Eden, everybody was blaming somebody. Were they not? Everybody was blaming somebody. That woman you gave me, that's why it happened. She did it. She made me. But knowing the truth, the Bible say knowing the truth, becoming acquainted with the truth. The truth is the word. When you become acquainted with the word, when you become attached to the word, making a connection with the word, guess what happened? That's what made you free. You got to know, have knowledge of the word. You got to go in that word on a daily basis. Y'all, please. You can't just go in that word and say, I've been in my word. You're going to know where you've been. Because it's supposed to be a change where you've been. And if you've been in the word and somebody offend you, you're going to know exactly where you've been. So why did I say, I know people hate me, but it don't bother me. Because I've been in the word. The word say, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And they hate you because of the word. And I am the word. So why are you trying to make friends with people that don't like you because of the word? So when you know what the word says, why are you upset? You know why we upset? Because we don't know. The Bible said when you know the truth, when you know the truth, when you become acquainted with the truth, knowing the truth is what sets you free. Now, why are some of us still in bondage in some areas? Because we don't know the truth. Because we haven't become acquainted with the truth. Why are we going through the same situation and we're still begging God? Because we haven't become acquainted with his word. We don't know what the word is saying. Why are we still in fear? Because we haven't really become acquainted with truth. Because he said perfect love. God is love. Cast out fear. It says fear brings torment. He who fears is not made perfect in love. That means we don't know the love of God. That's why we still got fear. So that means that we have not really come acquainted with truth. Someone that's jealous, someone that want to be a Jezebel, someone that's acting all crazy and have not come acquainted with the truth if they're born again. You have to come so acquainted with the truth that you don't look like the world. Hello, somebody. And you don't do what the world is doing. It's not have it my way, like Burger King. Come on, when you come, become acquainted with him, you begin to do what he is doing. You don't do opposite to what he is doing. You begin to say what he's saying. That's why when Jesus came, he said, I only do, I only say what my father say and do. He didn't change it. He said, because I know who I am. I know who my father is. I don't act according to me. I act according to him. When you see me, you see him. That's why Philip, a follower of Jesus Christ, says, show us the father. Jesus said, I've been with you this long. And Philip, you don't know the father. You hadn't seen the father. 
So see, that's how we get sometimes. God, show me my healing. You haven't become acquainted. Because even though your body is cutting the fool, you already healed. Because the word says you heal. And you know that the word is true. He said, my covenant will I not break. Nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. He said, my word is not going to come back to me void. Jesus is the word that he sent. He said, Jesus ain't coming back here. He's not going to sit beside me on my right hand until he go out and accomplish that which I please. Until he prosper in the thing I sent him to do. He said, I sent my word and he has healed and delivered you from your destruction. Now he can come and sit at my right side because it is finished. Oh my Lord, y'all don't get it. So Jesus did what the word told him to do so he can sit at his right hand. And now that we're in him, we are seated with Christ above principality. So why are we running away from them if we're above them? Because we have not become acquainted with what we have. We're running. He said, I have delivered you from the power of darkness. And I have translated you into the kingdom of my dear son. That means you delivered from the power of darkness, from bondage. You're no longer in bondage. You already been delivered, but you have not accepted your deliverance. And that's why you cutting the food. And that song, God reminded me of this. This is my exodus. This is my exodus. Lord, deliver me. She already delivered, but she don't know it. Deliver me from me. She already delivered. We already delivered. When you know you already delivered, you just speak to what's trying to attach to you. He's already done it. Everything we need, God's already done it. We just allow things to attach itself that don't need to be there. Oh, I bind that stubborn spirit in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. People can be so stubborn. That's why Moses called them people stiff-necked people. And that's why they died in Egypt. Because they wanted to do it their way. Even though God showed them his mighty hand. They were still cutting the food. That's what the church doing. God will show you over and over again that he's almighty. But then we still want more. We want more proof. That's because we have not become acquainted with him. We're not abiding. We're not continuing in his word. We're not holding on to it. And until we get to that place. This is how it's going to be in some people's lives. You're going to say, oh, I guess I got to live this way. The devil is a liar. Because he said, whom the son sets free is free indeed. But it says knowing the truth is what sets you free. So we got to get into this word to know what this word is saying so we can live in freedom and not in bondage. God said we're no longer slaves to sin. We're free. So whatever the word says, that's what we accept. 
We are spiritual beings. Y'all don't think you ain't going to have trials and you ain't going to have tribulations. If anybody told you now that you're saved, nothing ain't going to knock at your door. That's a lie from the pit of hell. When you start going from glory to glory to glory, you're going to get more high up demons. And what they do, they watch you to set you up, to make you feel like you're not who you say you are in Christ. That's why Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego say, throw us in the fire furnace. Because they knew if I die, I'm still going to be with him. Either way, I'm still going to be with him, but I'm not bowing before no other God except him. The Bible say they come out, not even smelling like smoke. So I'm going to ask you today, who are you connected to? What are you connected to that's bringing you down more than helping you? The Bible says if you reward evil for good, evil will not leave your house. Anything that you are rewarding for good and you know it's evil, it will not leave your house. The Bible also says where strife is, there is every evil work. So if there's strife in your house, I don't care how quiet your house is, strife can live there. I'm a witness. I can be quiet in that house and not say nothing to my husband. But the atmosphere ain't right. And he know when it ain't right. He'll say, what's going on with you? Nothing. I know something going on with you, man. Ain't nothing going on with me. What's going on with you? (laughs) Then the Holy Spirit check in just that quick. Then I go right back. And the scriptures come. And I go back and say, you know what? That was wrong. I should. Hello? You know what? Y'all, this is, this, this is true stuff. I didn't click that button up there. No, I didn't. <laughs> I had this mic right here. But I don't have to prove nothing to you. I know what happened. See? I'm getting tried by my very word. I ain't proving nothing to you, gal. As the old people say, gal. <laughs> but I'm telling y'all, knowing the truth, Abiding in the truth, continuing in the truth, holding on to the truth is what sets you free. Jesus is the truth. And if you have accepted Jesus, then he said, sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. So the only way you can be separated from this evil world that we're in is through truth. But you got to know what truth is saying. Traditions of men make the word of God a none effect. I am not going to be on program. God is not on program. He's free. And in him, we're free. So we don't set up stuff the way we want. We do what God wants us to do so we can live free. Knowing the truth is what makes you free. So it's time for us to get in the truth because God said, I don't want to be an in-between. Get in the truth so God won't be an in-between. And I come against that spirit of pride that's in this room. I bind it in the name of Jesus and I lose humility. If God is talking to you, let it go. 
Let go of this pride you're holding on to where you want people to see your accomplishment. We can have pride when it comes to finances. We want people to see what we have and what we do and what we have and how we live in. And all we talk about is what I'm going to get, how I'm going to get it, what I'm going to do with it. That's pride. Because you putting yourself in the place of God and he's an in-between. So we need to say, what I have, I will not have it if it wasn't for God. And everything that you get, you want to make sure God is in it and not you. Because sometimes we get because everybody else get, but that's not what God wants us to have. And then we can't keep it. And then in the beginning, we lie on God and say, God gave me this. Well, why you don't have it if God gave it to you? Because everything that God gives you, the blessings of the Lord makes you rich and adds no sorrow to it. It don't add struggle to it. So if God told you to get the car, you should still have the car. Even though your job is shut down, it's still your car because your car wasn't based on your job it was based on Jesus pride have us doing some stupid stuff it does we want to live like the Joneses and can't even pay tithes we want to live like everybody else but we don't want to give the God first We got him in between every bill we got. House, car, Verizon, T-Mobile, U.S. Cellular, whatever else you want to call it. Straight talk, somebody said. Then we have light bill. Then we have credit card, credit card, credit card, credit card, credit card, credit card. God, I'm going to see where I'm going to put you in a minute. Well, in order to pay my tithes, let me go back. Well, you know what? Let me call these house payment people and see, can I get a deferment? And God, you know what? I might can put you in between there. Because if they give me deferment, I need a wig. So you can go in between the wig or I need... A hairdo, I need a perm. I need them toes done. Now, you know, God, I can't go up in the church with no flicked feet. So, you know what? Wait a minute, God. Let, let, let me think. Let me, let me pray. God, you said when I call on you, you'll answer me. Now, I'm trying to get you in there. Now, help me. I'm going to call the house payment people. They give me deferment. That's a thought, God. I heard you. Yeah, that's what I do. Hello? How you doing? Yeah, this is so-and-so, so so this is Wells Fargo. Well, let me tell you something. You know, since that COVID, you, you, you fall on hard times. And, you know, I ain't never asked y'all for a deferment. But for some reason, I need a deferment today. I, you know, I tried to make it work, but I'm trying to catch up due to COVID. Well, ma'am, you know, COVID was two years ago. <laughs> yes, ma'am, I've been trying to catch up for two whole years now. And I'm doing the best I can. Have I ever called you for anything? No, ma'am, you haven't. Well, can I get the deferment? Well, ma'am, let's uh, see what you, you got to pay out. Okay. Well, ma'am, what are you paying out? Well, I got this credit card. You know, I got my daily expenses. I got this credit card. I got that credit card. I got this credit card. I got that credit card. I got this. Ma'am, do you pay tithes? No, I don't pay no tithes. Okay. Okay, ma'am, we're going to give you this deferment. We're going to let you keep this $1,200 this month, and you can get back on track within 45 days. Oh, 
Won't he do it? You did that thing, God. Now you did that thing. Thank you. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I can get my wig. I can get my toes done. Ooh, me and my man, we're going to go out to eat. I can go to the mall. I can go shop. Ooh, look at Jesus. I'm going to come into church, and they're going to say a hallelujah. Ooh, I can even go get some steak. I can fill up the freezer. Ooh, I can go get that outfit. Ooh, don't let Brahman look good. You coming home with me. Sunday morning. God ain't no longer here. He's off the chart. Well, God, I told you I was going to pay my tithe, $20. Mm. What's going on in the church? God's supposed to be going on in the church. And we're saying that God did that. He helped us. I don't think God is helping you with a wig and toes when you can paint your toes and you can flat iron your hair. Some people say, what if I ain't got no hair? Wear the wig you've been wearing. Hello, somebody. God said, I don't want to be an in-between. I want to be before. Oh, I stirred up some offense in this room. See, that's what God do. He root up, he tear down, he build up, and he got to plant the word. The word can't be planted until you root up something. I ain't got no ties, I ain't got no help, I ain't got no money, but you're everywhere else. That car ain't start moving since, that car's still moving ever since COVID. God looks at your heart. And don't play with me. I ain't trying to get your money. Because if you ain't gave it yet, that heart got to be changed for you to give it. I ain't no idiot. <laughs> but the truth has to be told. You shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. It shall set you free. Come on, y'all. It's truth all over this Bible. And I'm just hitting a few points. Now, I can be like Paul and hit it all day long. And some of you might have to fall out and I have to revive you to finish. But we ain't going to do that, right? So knowing the truth is what makes you free. And there is no in-betweens. God said, I don't want to be in-between. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't God good, y'all? The next thing that I'm going to do, and yes, I'm going to do it. Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.